1: Why don't you lift up your hands unto the Lord, Hosanna is the highest, Hosanna is the highest in us, lift up your hands unto the almighty God, somebody this morning, my God, allow the Holy Spirit to minister unto you this morning in the name of Jesus. Lifting up your hands means you are surrounding yourself. Unto the Almighty God this morning in the name of Jesus oh yes the Lord is here he's here he's here to minister unto you unto me unto our children and unto the people of God that he loves father we thank you and we bless you we honor you in Jesus name Amen why don't you put your hands together for the Lord please come let's pray over the offering please be seated in the presence of the Lord lord bless these offerings that give it bless the hands that give it sanctify them in jesus name amen amen wow where should i start somebody may ask where is our father our father could not be here today but you will soon see him coming standing in his office I just have a privilege I'm not worthy to stand in this office at all I mean think about it knowing those who have stood in this office and preached I just want to thank Bishop Doug Hayward Mills first I want to thank God for my life for your life I thank him for the privilege that I have to stand before great men and women of God I I am not worthy to be here I am not worthy to stand before you but I believe it's only by his grace that I am here. I just want you to open your heart and receive the word of God. I want to thank Bishop Doug for what God, for allowing himself for what the Lord is using him for. I want to thank Bish, uh, Apostle Joel for coming into US and establish churches and by his grace, here we are. I was always saying that if Apostle Joel decided that he wouldn't come, all of us, where would we be? today, through his selfless love, through his obedience, all of us, and not only as many people in this nation have been saved and churches have been established. It's a good place to put your hands together for him. I also want to acknowledge Reverend Baden. I remember when Pastor, uh, Apostle Joel left here. I served under his unction. He taught me a lot. As a matter of fact, I became more closer to God when Reverend Bading took over. Because I remember when Apostle was here, he has asked me to do so many things, and I was always running away from him. I keep telling him that it's not my call. It's not my work. But when Reverend Bading came, he became more closer to me, to the point that I was not even going home early. And my brother, Reverend Ray, questioned one day he, he called and he asked my wife, "Where is Nana?" And my wife said, "Oh, he's doing visitation with Reverend Ben. He says, "What?" Because I used to fight with him. I used to tell him that what kind of a church that you go, that you don't even come home early. You come so late." And I was afraid for him because <laughs> the only brother who has come to live with me, going to church early morning and coming home 10 p.m. I couldn't understand it. So he was blessed. And he was so happy to hear that I was doing the same thing that I was criticizing him for. And it's only by his grace. Hallelujah. It's a good place to put your hands together. And I also want to thank Reverend Osay. When he came to New York, the very first day, he preached a message called Offences. I remember and I recorded it. Then he was asking everybody, what do you think that can take your blessings away? Unfortunately, some of them were was, was saying that your wife. <laughs> Others were saying their husband. But that wasn't it. That wasn't it. When he preached right after the service, I was the first person that he called. And he pulled me, you know, in the Holy Spirit, we have double doors. On this side, then he told me, you are going to be my best friend. And everything that I've seen in you, it shall come to pass. I took that seriously. I embraced it. And I began to serve under his unction by obedience. Hallelujah. And because of that obedience, today I am here standing preaching unto you. It's amazing. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. He sent me, sent me, sent me. To encourage you. If all of you are still sitting here, you are blessed. I said, you are what? You are blessed. Why am I saying that? All these years, I'm looking around, and amazingly, I noticed that some of us who started the church from the Holy Spirit are still sitting at the same spot. Nothing has changed. Michelle always sits at this corner, at the edge. <laughs> Mancosa, Abena and Elizabeth, Tina, Tiama, Uncle, Uncle Steve, Mr. and Mrs., brother, um, my, my brother-in-law. <laughs> All of you, you are sitting at the same spot. It's a good sign. You see, life has designed a way that we should look at the eternity not the present state. let your mind your antennas go f- further where God is taking us so where you are sitting it means that something good has happened for you to sit in this place this all these years i said all these years keep sitting in that place and God will provide unto you your heart desire hallelujah i said hallelujah Amen. Do you believe what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. So like I said, it has not been easy for me to come and decide to share with you. But I have a word for you. And this message that I'm sharing was preached by no other person, but my own father, Apostle Joah. And I believe most of you have heard this message. You have heard it over and over, but it's something that it has dropped onto my heart to share with you. It takes someone who cares and who loves to give great things to their friends and their family members. True or false? Help you. When I love you, I give. I don't give you things that I just say it's a thought. I'll give you things that you will love. Hallelujah. Bless His name. Enter into His gates. God wants you to enter into his gate with what? Thanksgiving. God is saying to enter into his gate. It is easy to enter the gate when it's open. But the difficult part is by giving thanks. When situations in your life are not great. Most of us cannot give thanks when things are not going how it's supposed to be. But the Bible is saying to us that in all our ways we should acknowledge him. In all our ways, we should acknowledge him. When you acknowledge God in every situation that happens, God will give you rest. I said the Lord will give you rest. As long as you can open your mouth and and say that, Lord, I thank you for every state that I'm in. It shows the contentment that you have before God. Hallelujah. Is somebody hearing me? This morning, I just want to encourage you to let you know that there is something little that you can do besides all that you have been doing. Yes, you've been coming to church all right. Yes, you've been coming all these years. You've been coming as supposed to. But make an extra effort. I said make an extra effort. Take another step of how the steps, double your steps to show God that indeed you are grateful to what He is doing in your life. You know, when I came here, I realized that some people come to here at 8.30 and begin to pray and somehow we, we have called them prayer warriors. But listen, all of you need prayers. Every one of us here need prayer. Everyone. And if we can have that effort and say that you know what, because we like to pray an hour before coming to church, I will also decide to come. It's not only for the prayer warriors. And by the way, when you pray for the church, you are praying for yourself. Bible says that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, you are a church. And the spirit of the Lord, it dwelleth richly in you. It's a good place to put your hands together. Is somebody hearing me? Yes. You know, yesterday, I mean, Friday night, we decided to have a family night to go out. I'm just talking about the little things that you can do that God will see the greatness in you. You know, when you go to restaurant. The main thing is done by the the, the chef who has cooked. He has made the food very nice that you are going to enjoy it. But the chef is not the one. He has done a lot. The chef is not the one that gets credit when the food is said. Friday, we went to a restaurant with the family. And as we were there, they told us to wait. And we waited. I mean, the the, the receptionist welcomed us. But I was just watching, and the Holy Spirit ministered to me right there. So we were just waiting, and I moved from one side to the other. And as I moved, I was watching around. Then they placed us to where we supposed to sit. When they placed us, a young lady by the name Emmy came to us. I mean, when the lady came, she came with a bright smile. I mean, her whole thirty-six teeth was showing happy to come to our table. I was shocked. And I said, this is exactly what the Holy Spirit was ministering to me. When the lady welcomed us. So when we entered, the lady just said, table for harmony. Just like that. And he says, we can sit over there and wait. So we sat over there. But when they placed us, this lady, whose name is Emmy, came. And said, hello family, how are you? How can I serve you? How? I hope you will enjoy your day. That alone touched my heart. You see, if I give a lot of tips to this lady and the one who is at the reception, if he doesn't get anything, he get angry. He will get angry with me that why have I given such a great gift or such a great gift? Tip to this lady, but not her because the lady put something little that makes my presence there more comfortable. Church, there are many people that come to church that they are looking to see somebody smiling to them. Smiling is epidemic. When you smile, by all means, the person looking at you will also jiggle, will also smile. But when you have the stony face, you put fear into that person, he doesn't even know whether to enter or not. And many souls have been affected by the small things that we can do to attract people to be established. God has given you the 30, 60, all these things for you to show to one another. For you to smile to one another. Maybe you cannot take a Bible and preach. Maybe you will not go and visit. But maybe you can smile. You can laugh. To change somebody's hearts. There's somebody who wake up this morning that heavy have a heavy burden on him. Needed somebody to just tap his back or her back and say, my sister, my brother, it is okay. The Lord is with you. And God has promised that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Encourage someone. The little thing you can do. Have a conversation with somebody. Sometimes you come to church. The same people you sit with, you talk to. The same people that you will talk every single Sunday, every Tuesday, every Friday. Even in the prayer meeting. When we are praying, you will go and talk to that person. Meanwhile, we are seriously praying. But there's somebody that you don't even know. You have seen that person in the church more than three times, more than four times. You have not even walked over from one side to the other or from this side to the other and said, for this person's cause, let me go and say hi to him. For you know, that will change that person and that will establish that person. God is asking us to do small things that everyone will be established. You think it's a good message. You think by the time we finish, something great will happen to you. I believe so. I said, I believe so. Amen. Romans chapter 12, verse 6. I want us to see something here. Lady Pastor Anita, what time am I supposed to close? I'm preaching. Thank you. Listen to this. I really want you to follow me with this scripture. Having then gifts different according to the grace that is given unto us. Whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to what? To the proportion of faith. Verse 7. Verse 7. Whether prophecy, let us, verse 7, or ministry, let us wait on our what ministering. Or he that teacheth on te- teaching verse eight. Or he that exhorted on what exhortation, He that giveth, let him do it with what simplicity. Let him do it with what simplicity. He that ruleth with what diligence, He that showeth, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Verse 9. Let love be without dissimulation. About that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Hallelujah. The point that I want to emphasize on is verse 9. Go back to verse 8, please. Or oh, he that exhorted on what exhortation he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. God is saying that if we exhort him, we should do more. More of exhortation. And if we give, let us give with joy. Some of us, some of us dare you to give the gift that they have given to you to another person. They forbid you to give something that you, they have given to you, and you have given to another person. But it's a gift that you have given to me. I choose to do what I want to do with it. Especially spouses. Spouses. They will say that I have gone out of my way to get this for you. Listen, and some of the things that some spouses give, the pastor doesn't like it. Recently, my wife gave me something. (laughs) And I put it on the side. (laughs) Then for three days, she came to me. "Ah, How come you have not opened? Because I push it another side where it was. I move it further. And she said, how come the gift that I gave it to you, you have not opened it? I said, but I don't like it. <laughs> and some people don't like when you speak the truth. Listen, the truth hurts, but it is good for you. It will set you free. And I told her, I don't like it. And I don't like to take something that I will not use it. If you buy me something, you should know me and buy me what I like. Because when I'm buying you something, I'm giving you something. I give it to you, something that you will like. And, you will, and he said, even the thought of it, I said, that's not true. You see, we are Christians and we cover ourselves with scriptures. You said, even the thought of it. I don't care the thought. If the thought does not really matter what my needs are, what are you going to do with them? Then if you know that I, you want to give me a gift, give me something that I will really love to say thank you. Oh, you are not putting your hands together. I see if what I'm saying is not, <laughs> it's not right. Oh, all of you are like that. I'm some way. Oh, okay. You see, you don't like that. The truth hurts, but it is good. I cannot do that to Lady Pasanita, neither can I do that to Chika. I can do that to her if she gives me anything. I embrace it because she doesn't know me. Ask my wife, you have lived with me for all these years, almost 18 years. 18 years and you don't know my taste, then you are wrong. I am not some way. I am not some way. So I'm coming to that. I'm not reprimanding her. I'm also at fault and I acknowledge that. Hallelujah. So the Bible said that he that giveth, it, let him do it with simplicity. Give it with joy. Give it with simplicity. And he that rule it with diligence. Most parents who rule their homes are compromising their children's behavior. But the Lord is telling us that he that rule it with what? Diligence. Don't say that, oh, they are children. Oh, they will grow. It's okay. They will change. When? They will only change from the time that you start stopping them. Children are like sponges. Everything that you tell them, they act as if they have not heard, they have heard you. Trust me, if you leave and come back and ask them, they will summarize everything that you have said. I remember when Lady Reverend, I mean Lady Pastor Sarah was here, she was teaching the Sunday school, and she said when she takes them downstairs, the children are all over she's trying to teach the memory verse she's trying to do this i didn't do the memory verse we will do it after the service please uh, it's not easy for me to stand here <laughs> this office is too big for me you know in in bridgeport it's a small church you go there you are just happily serving but i have I have great men and women of god jesus said the pharisees they know the scriptures they know the word so you have to be very careful <laughs> hallelujah so I'm a little nervous, but I believe your prayers are with me. And the grace of God is with me. Hallelujah. You see, it's, it's cold, but I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's a good place to put your hands together. It's an encouragement. <laughs> he says that, she says that when she's teaching the children the memory verses, they're all over. And when she shares something about the Sunday school, let's, let's say she's talking about the Noah and the ark. She would teach them everything. And she would think that by the time she finished, she said, okay, let's pray. She has done her best. And she knows that the children have heard nothing. They don't know anything. She, that's what she was saying. Then she says for a while, every Sunday, every Monday or Tuesday, a parent will call. And the parent said, Lady Pastor Sarah, thank you so much for teaching my children. For these stories, these scriptures. I, as an adult, I don't even know. Then she asked them. What did they say? And they would quote the scripture. They would tell them exactly. She said, hey! All this time they've been walking around. Nobody is listening to me. All that I'm saying, stop, stop. And, say, stop. and I will say stop. And I will teach. And I will say stop. So they are listening. From there, she said, she don't care how the children behave. She will just minister unto them. So children, they hear you. They just want to manipulate you. They just want to test you and see if indeed... You are a parent. But most of you have not been a parent. Most of you have become friends. Most of, be- most of you have become their childmates. They admit that you are sharing, relating with them as they are. To the point you tell them, it's okay. It's not okay. They choose what they want to wear. It's for you to tell them today, you are wearing this tomorrow, you are not wearing this. They have no objection to that. And if we do this, we will do the same thing with the word of God. Because Holy Spirit speaks to us through his word. The Bible says that that shall not seal. We will not see. But if we resist the voice of God, then we will seal. Don't allow our children to resist our voice. Don't allow them to resist our voices. For our voices play impact in their life. They will grow to become the way God wants them to be. If we really emphasize on the word of God and raise them the way they're supposed to be. Hallelujah. So God is telling us that he that rule it with diligence. He he that, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Now I'm showing mercy. After all that my wife did and gave it to me, I told her, I still love you. I still it's a mercy. I'm showing mercy to her. And I said, I love you. Even though I don't like the gift, I'm showing mercy on you. And I'm loving you because God has given you to me. And I'm saying this with cheerful hearted, hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. That covers Everything that she gave, that did not please me. My love alone will please her heart just by telling her that I love her. But if I would have fight, I would have made a big deal, stingy, gone for three, four days not talking to her, then Satan will come in So help (laughs) It's a good place to put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 9. Let love be without dissimulation. Church, you know many of us are in a prison worship. Many of us are in a car, And I believe, I believe it is very difficult to leave from home and come for rehearsal in Antipholic's place in certain days. I mean, certain days, traffic raining, they say that you have to rehearse, hallelujah. And I want to ask a question. Going for rehearsal and singing, which one is difficult? Going for rehearsal. You go for rehearsal, you rehearse for about how many hours? Three, four hours. Then you come to church, you sing for how many minutes? So which one is difficult to do? Going for rehearsal. But God is saying that do it with joy. Some of you, you have gone four hours for rehearsal. Then you have to come to church. Then you come late. But meanwhile, you have rehearsed for four hours. God wants you to put a little effort to say that, you know what, they told us to be here at 8 o'clock, but I will be here 7.45 so that I can prepare myself before I sing before the congregation. Always put a little thing. The little one makes a big difference in our life. Some of us, our wives are very upset with us. They are mad with us because we don't tell them certain things that somebody may ask, how do you know? I have one. I am a married man. And we know all that they may need in the morning is wake up in the morning and say, honey, I love you. You look fabulous." Even though she has drizzled all her face, everything looks awful. But you tell her that you look great. That's a little thing will encourage her to know that my husband loves me. True or false? It's a good place to put your hands together. It is true. It is very true. Let's take that to church. You come to church, all right. You have come, you have traveled this rain. All this rain, you have passed through. Nothing stopped you from coming to church. Then we quote scriptures, and then you don't have Bible. You came to church, but you don't have Bible. And when we quote the scriptures, you didn't open. Meanwhile, the difficult part is waking up in the morning, finding something to wear, traveling this journey, coming into church. But the Bible that you're supposed to carry with you, the main reason why you are coming, you don't have it. You don't have it. And now everybody says that their, phone is on, their Bible is on their phone. But meanwhile, as they are sitting in the church, they are testing. They are looking at the WhatsApps. Please. I just want us to begin to acknowledge who God is in our life now when we begin to honor him when we begin listen you can do everything anywhere but when you come to church begin that there's a spirit that is here there's a God that is here there is a great omnipotent that if I honor him he will honor me hallelujah I said hallelujah so let's decide to put everything aside like praise and worship look I really want us to begin to see the anointing that is upon this church. If our father is Bishop Doug would mills and a child of an elephant is one what? An elephant. If many people are receiving their healing, their breakthroughs through the voice of Bishop Doug, other churches, then we must have it more. We must, look, the disciples, when they were with Jesus, they received the greater part because Jesus shared secret things with them. They received the anointing. They received their breakthrough. You know, one day I was sharing with one of the bishops. And I said to him, do you think the disciples, before Jesus came, they didn't know the, 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 the prophets? They were Christians, all right. And some of them, it's only Peter that I know that they mentioned his, his mother-in-law. But nobody else. Are they saying that none of them were married? Some of them could have been divorced. We don't know that. We don't. Because some did divorce. Some probably fornicated. But they decided to follow Christ when Jesus came. They became obedient to his voice and they repented. This is what God is expecting from us. No matter what you have done, God wants you to come closer and honor him. And when you do, he will change your life. Don't let your past cripple you to be in the same position. Church, it's about time you are taking the power of God onto your life, knowing that you are a child of God. Now, you are no longer a slave because the blood of Jesus has been shed among us. We have been delivered from the work of the enemy. We have been saved by the blood of Jesus. We have been cleansed from all unrighteousness through that blood. Last week, Reverend Kwame taught us about blood. And it's so powerful to understand when, when you begin to have the revelation of the power of blood, if you begin to ponder on it, then you will see the work of the blood of Jesus Christ upon your life. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Church, if our Father is preaching to us about faith relationship, what faith love, teaching us how we can be connected, how we can do a lot of things, let's put extra effort and do a little thing unto one another. Let us relate unto one another. Let us serve God as we can. Do extra, take extra effort in your life. Take one more step. Just walk. If you are taking 20 to come to church, come on, double your steps. Cut it short. Let it be 15 so that you will be here on time. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody hearing me? said, is somebody hearing me? You know, one of the things that I've learned, this is something that I want to read from here. When we read from Romans 12, 6 to 8, it says these gifts are not results of our intense prayer or what? Our spirituality. Everything that we read, those who, when he's saying that it's a having then gifts different according to the grace that is given it's by his grace to us whether prophecy let us prophesy and all these things they are not resolved because of what our prayers or our intense spirituality this has not been given to us by that but it's only by his grace it's only by the grace of god so instead god simply gives everyone certain gifts to each person and what does that gift do so that we can all join together as the members of our body This hand is there because this hand also needs this. Without my leg, I cannot stand here. So my stomach, my waist needs my leg for me to stand to speak to you. You need your butt to sit down. You need your eyes to see. You need your nose. You need all the fine senses to work for you. That is how the body of Jesus Christ, the house of God is. God needs you. The little that you can put, if you put... A little thing here, a little there, a little from there, a little from here. We will build the house of God and we will support the Father that God has given to us, and his name, the name of the Lord, will be glorified. Everything that we are doing is unto God be the glory. I said, Unto God be the glory. We are not here to please men. If I'm standing here talking about Bishop Doug, or I'm talking about Reverend Kwame, not because I'm serving Reverend Kwame, but it's an honor. It's an, an unfortunately, this is how the world interprets it, thinking that we are worshipping bishop. We are not worshipping bishop, but we are honoring him for what the Lord is doing, using him to do in our life. Hallelujah. So it's always good. It's always good to praise the one who has helped you. It's good to say thank you to someone who has helped you. If somebody in the church has helped you, it's good to say thank you. Small things makes a big difference. Some of our wives, they cook. This message, Apostle Jua gave a window, he says, a lady that came to him and complained. No, the man came to complain. A man came, and when he came, he says, Apostle Jua, my wife, he's fooling around. He does not feed me. But Apostle Jua looked at him, and the guy looks very, you know, floppy and, and voluptuous. He says, So he called his wife. Then he says, honey, your wife, your husband is saying that you don't feed him. So the wife says, Pastor, if I don't feed him, he will look like that. So Apostle Jewel called two of them together and sat with them. See, when Apostle Jewel sat with them, he asked. Then he says, but your wife said he's been feeding you. He's been giving you everything. And the guy said, yeah, He's been giving me food, but when he's serving me, he just put the food there. You see, as a wife, you have gone all your way to do the grocery. You have gone all your way. You have come to the kitchen, cook. You are sweating to the point that you couldn't even know where to put the tomatoes and this. You are struggling. You have taken this extra effort to cook. Now, by just dishing the food, it's difficult for you. The small thing by dishing the food and put it on the table and put water on the side and a handkerchief where the guy can wash his hands is a big deal. You have struggled cooking and serving. Which one is difficult? Cooking. Ladies, cooking is difficult. So serving is very easy. Why don't you dish the food nicely, put it on the table, put a glass of water, even if he likes us, ask him, honey, how do you like your water to be? Is this difficult to do? You see, because the wife has not been doing this, he has, she has caused this man to go all the way to report this to the husband. Meanwhile, the wife has been cooking. Small things make a big difference. Small things. Most of you choristers, whatever you do, when you come, sing perfectly to glorify the name of the Lord. Come on time. And sing and i believe god will bless us stand on your feet and let us pray oh yes i want you to lift up your hands i want you to begin to ask god say lord help me give me that grace grace to do small things small things that pleases you holy spirit Oh yes, somebody lift up your hands. Surrender your mind, your soul, your body unto Christ. Oh yes. Church, lift up your hands. Surround your mind, your soul, your body ask god to help you to make an extra effort to take another step small things make a big difference in your marriage do small things in the house of god no matter what you are doing you might be in the prison worship every ministry that you are in do small things in it come early help support pray when it comes to prayer come and pray when it comes to the meeting go and do the meeting with them in the name of jesus I will never return. I've closed the door. I walk apart. I run the race, and I will never
0: be the same. It's a prayer.
1: You are ministering unto God, saying that you will never be the same. Your life is changing. In your marriage, you are going to take extra mile. You are going to go extra mile. You are changing. You are saying to the Lord, you will never be the same. Oh yes, you have come back to him, Holy Spirit. That door is shut. The door of memory. The door of lay back. is shut right now in the name of Jesus. Oh my God, something great is coming upon you. Through his word you are changing. Yes. Never will never be the same I will
0: never be the same again. I will never be the
1: same again. I will never return. Oh yes Lord. Oh let the door close my door. I will walk apart I run the rain And I will never Do you believe? Be
0: the same I will never be Yes The same
1: again I want you to make this your prayer As you are singing this unto the Lord Let your hands be lifted up. Lifting up our hands shows that you are surrounded. Say that, Lord, I need your help. I need the grace to to make the small things, that small thing to make difference in my life. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. And I
0: will never
1: be the same again. If you are here, you have been in this church for so many years. You've probably been coming every Sunday, every Tuesday, and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Lift up your hands wherever you are, and I will say a personal prayer with you. I will pray for you. Church, a life without Christ is a losing game. Today, might be we don't know what is going to happen when you step out there, but your salvation is more important than anything in your life. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior, lift up your hands wherever you are. Church, salvation is individual affair. Don't look at your left, your right, who is standing, or behind you or front. It's you and the Lord. Lift up your hands where you are. Father, we thank you and we bless you. We exalt you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word that has come unto us. Thank you for revealing to us how precious that small thing makes in our life. Holy Spirit, may we receive that grace to do that small thing in our marriages, in our relationship, in the church. Lord, let us do that small thing. Let us laugh. Let us smile to somebody. Let that face bring somebody to your kingdom. Holy Spirit, this is what we ask in your name. In Jesus' name, that we pray. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Please be seated and let us take our tides, please. How many of you have decided to do?
0: We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www dot l c i dot com